Hi, I'm Prophet Nati. Thanks for listening to the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Meditate with us every Monday as we seek to educate you on the latest developments and personal stories of those shaping the cannabis economy across the region. Now here's your program. Welcome back to another episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Today we're heading a little further up the islands and joining us is Jessica and Francesca from We Are Medicinal, a medical cannabis business located in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So ladies, as we jump straight into it, just give us a sense of geography where you'll join us from today as well as the role that you'll have within We Are Medicinal. Hi everyone, uh, Francesca speaking. Um, I'm based in London, so I'm the retail manager and uh, I'm in charge of branding and marketing and deciding what products we're going to launch and when. So that's where I am. Um, hi everyone, I'm Jessica. So I'm actually based out of SBG, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, um, right on site at our home farm. And I'm the farm operations manager here. Okay, great. Well, I'll start with um, you, Jessica, as you were speaking um, previously. You would have made mention that you were involved in the cannabis industry while in Canada. And then you moved to St. Vincent. Like, what was that experience like, the differences that you would have seen personally um, just getting into the industry in St. Vincent? So yeah, it was actually, so I'm Canadian, Canadian born, and I was working in the Canadian cannabis industry for about five years before I, I came over here. And I started in the industry when it was still only medicinally legal in Canada. So very similar starting point to where SBG is right now. Obviously things grew pretty quickly and we did legalize cannabis in Canada um, recently which was great. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of similarities in terms of adjusting the laws, making sure everyone, everyone understands the laws and regulations, and I'm hoping to even see progression further in St. Vincent in recreational legalization as well. Yeah, awesome. And Francesca, let's give us a bit of insight of you. How did you enter or decided to become a part of the medicinal cannabis industry in St. Vincent? Mine's slightly different to Jessica because um, my dad co-founded the company with Kelly Glass. So Barry Ferdinand, my dad and Kelly Glass started this company. And I've always been in marketing and sales, primarily in real estate. But um, my dad came to me with this concept and he said, you know, we want to have products and we need them to be medicinal and pharmaceutical. And we want you to come on board and help design them basically find out what products would fit well with our brand so it's crazy to think that we've been doing this for a few years now and how far we've come to have all these products and we've still got more to come which is really exciting what was the experience in terms of the industry you probably was in before and switching it into marketing for cannabis products was there a shift or is it similar a massive shift because this is a highly regulated industry. So there's no loopholes and everything that you do has to be signed, sealed and ticked by the MCA, which it can be tricky dealing with it. But you know what? I'm grateful for that now because when we're pushing our products out of St. Vincent, we're already head and shoulders above a lot of the other CBD companies and THC companies out there just because of 
of the hurdles and things that we've had to make sure our products have. Maybe Jess can kind of speak more about the MCA and it's exactly what they expect of us. But I can speak from a retail point of view, like the packaging, it needs to be medical grade, child resistant. There's so much. And coming from real estate and property development, I mean, they're worlds apart. Okay. Um, well, Jessica, I heard that Francesca spoke about CBD and THC in terms of the label, labeling, the packaging. But what extent do you all use, make use of THC products exactly? Because I know when persons refer to medical cannabis, they mainly refer to CBD. So how does the MCA regulate THC versus CBD products in the market? So the MCA, which stands for Medicinal Cannabis Authority, so they're like our regulators here. So they make all the laws and regulations and they help, they hold us accountable to them. Um, they have both THC and CBD under the same regulations. So like Francesca was saying, in places like Europe or Canada, um, you know, you can very easily get CBD and even buy it off the shelves. But here in St. Vincent, it is considered a medicinal product. So it's treated the same way where you are required to get a prescription from your doctor and um, go to the pharmacy to pick up your, your cannabis product, whether it's THC or CBD. So we've had to, well, like in our minds, you know, because we're from Canada and the UK, work around that a little bit. Um, Obviously, we have products both with THC and CBD and a balanced mixture. So it's just finding the right way to provide that to the customer. So we, we also have a number of different types of products, whether it's lotions, babes, the butt itself. And depending on your ailment and what you're, you're experiencing in terms of issues that you would like to use cannabis to help you with, THC or CBD or a balanced strain might might help you out so it's good to have all of those options and even though we still have to go through the whole um, doctor and pharmacy process for both of them the more options that people have the the better they can feel walk me through what a patient would typically um, reach out to your for or what are the the main products or services that you offer to, to your patients well, I can talk a little bit about our product. So obviously we've got the bud and keef option for people that want to roll and smoke the product. And then we wanted it to be an all-encompassing um, situation where we're not leaving anyone out because some people don't like to smoke. So we've made a vape as well. The vape comes in six different forms, actually. With our THC line and our CBD line, we wanted them to be very streamlined and sort of mirror match each other. So we've got the THC vape, which comes in lift, calm and taste. And effectively, they do what they sell in the tin. Um, we've got lift, which is a bit of a mood enhancer, a bit of an uplifter. And then the calm which is great for someone that maybe suffers with anxiety, that just needs that moment, that relaxation. And then we've got the taste, um, which is a mango flavor. And we did that intentionally because we wanted to bring it back to the Caribbean roots. Uh, we actually grow the mangoes on our land as well. So it's something that, that that's also part of our process. That also goes into the drying facility. We extract the mango and that's added into the vape too, the vapes and the tinctures. And that's the same with the CBD. We've got vapes that do the same thing. Lift, calm, and taste. Then uh, we've got tinctures, uh, CBD and THC tinctures. And they range from a 500 milligram to a 1,000 milligram and then right up to 1,500. Again, 
with the, both uh, THC and CBD, and they are flavored with the mango as well. We've got the Heal Lotion. We scented that with Neroli because I feel Neroli is what I call very gender neutral. It's not a very floral feminine scent, but it's not too hyper masculine. So when you're using it, it's just really soothing and it's just a pleasant smell. We obviously just launched, I think a week ago, our milk chocolate bites, which is really exciting because we're now going into that sort of edible uh, line. And um, we actually have got a new product launching in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm thinking, should I let you know or not? But um, a bit hot off the press, but we've got capsules coming in about four weeks' time. I'm probably going to get in trouble with the general manager telling you this, but there's something for your listeners. We've got capsules coming. And I'm really excited about that because some people, again, like I said before, won't want to use a lotion or a vape or a tincture. It's just, you know, a capsule, easy to swallow, prescribed by your doctor. And that's going to come in a CBD, a THC or a balanced strain. So that's a, a mixture of the CBD and the THC. Wow, I'm very impressed about the, the range that your products have, actually. And I'm even... <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Honestly, like I said... It's been years in the making, and to have this large catalogue of products now, it's, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm happy for you, and I want to actually taste that mango, because, see, now so you're using, like, real mangoes, because a lot of persons actually use artificial flavours, and you're growing the mangoes there in St. Vincent, and everybody loves mangoes from the Caribbean. Like, I, I'm, I'm compelled to, to taste it. So, for, for the listeners who, who probably within St. Vincent or outside of St. Vincent, how does one actually obtain one of your, your products? No, you know what? It sounds a lot more difficult than it is. Obviously, our products, to actually get them, they're only currently, and this will change very soon, but they're only available in pharmacies in St. Vincent and, and various uh, Grenadine Islands. But um, like I said, that will change, and we're moving out to the other Caracom Islands shortly. You'd go onto our website, uh, www.wearemedicinal.com, and then at the bottom of the website, you can click the link, which is book an online consultation. You'd have a, um, an online consultation with one of our doctors that prescribe. And then they present a chat with you via Zoom. Or, of course, you can do an in-person uh, consultation if you're based on the island. And then they just discuss with you exactly uh, what your ailment is and, and what's best product for you. And then you would collect from one of our um Pharmacies. Okay, so it's a totally legit process. It it it, it is it's on smooth. Um, I guess it's just like your general prescriptions that you would have to get um get your checkout, and then once you get the prescription, you can go ahead to purchase the product. Um, I want to jump into the the experience exactly in Saint Vincent. So I guess um that would be you, Jessica. What is the experience in terms of dealing with the farmers locally? Um, some of the challenges and even the the great experiences that you would have had dealing with the whole um, industry there? Yeah, so obviously we've had our challenges, we've had our highs and lows. One of the big, big challenges is actually with the plant itself. So there are some great local Vinci strains, um, but they're quite protected, you know. So the local farmers take a lot of good care of those. And um, in terms of also the regulations, we needed to have a uh, a plant history, a strain history. Um, so at first, when we started out, we had many, many, many strains that we were working on, like over 20 strains. 
Um, and we've taken that down to about four different strains that work well here in this climate. They're growing nice. They have a nice high THC. They look like a lovely, nice, strong plant. Um, but that took a while to get to, as you can imagine, um, because the plant is a living thing. It's a living creature. It has its own life cycle. We can't force it to grow up like faster or mature faster or anything like that. It does what it needs to do in its own time. Um, so that was one of our big challenges is trying to identify the strains that work here, both for the climate and also for our consumers, our, our, our clients at the end of the line. Um, I would say another big challenge, uh, which I think your your listeners would have been aware of was the the challenge of the volcano and just the general um, weather that the Caribbean can bring. So um, things like the hurricanes, the winds, um, as we were talking about the Sahara dust, this can all affect the plants and how they're growing. And um, we're just working along with it. All of that is a natural process, you know. It's just to get ourselves set up for um, any of these challenges and obviously have a plan to come out of them positively. Um, so we're taking those day by day. Um, we've been through about two years now, so we've got a good eye on the rainy season compared to the dry season, prepared for all that kind of stuff. In terms of the positives, we've really been able to kind of grow within our own community. We have a lot of employees now who've been with us for over a year and they live nearby. They're, they're happy to come to work each day close by. They don't have to take a van halfway across town to get here. Um, and we've been able to see them grow with us as well. So. Over time, they've become more professionalized. We've been able to promote people to higher positions, and that's all taking a turn to show a higher quality product at the end as well. The more time that we have people spend with the plants, the more they get used to that particular strain and they start to perfect it. So that's been really great to see. It's been really enjoyable, the enjoyable part of things to see everybody grow and working together. And I think that kind of also, sorry to interject, Jess, um, that was one of the biggest parts of the company when Kelly and Barry conceptualized it. They really wanted to A, put St. Vincent on the map and B, offer jobs within the local community for Vincentians, you know, and to see it all coming to light and see the company growing. And it, it really provides also a level of education for um, the country as well. And that's, I think, another thing that we're really proud of. Yeah, I'm actually great to hear that because one of the, the fears I know that a lot of persons within the region have when this industry actually takes off is how much would persons be invested into the local community? Would employees be a part of the local community and, and these things? So it's great to hear that you, you all are taking the time to actually bring St. Vincent and the community itself into the process. One of the things you would have made mention, um, the difficulty though is obtaining the, the protected strains. So is it that those are the land strains that would have been growing here locally. Um, have you all been able to obtain any of those um, strains or get farmers to be a part of the, the process in terms of allowing the strains to now sort of reach wider markets? Yes, yeah, so we have a group of co-op farmers 
Um, so they work with us and we could sell their product locally. It's quite hard for some local farmers to do the whole process themselves. So we can help out a little bit by partnering with them and that way they don't have to worry about drying or packaging or um, further processing. It's more just focusing on the growing. But in particular, if we're looking at something like GACP um, accreditation, which stands for Good Agricultural and Collection Practices, you need a sort of the accredited history of the strain to be able to grow it for a GACP market. So, for example, a local strain that was born and bred here, we could sell it here. But if we're looking for a wider market or to ship out, we would have to buy seeds from a licensed producer of seeds. Um, so that was kind of where our challenge lied because the, the local knowledge is really tied to those local plants. Um, so obviously all cannabis plants come from the same place originally. So there's the similarities, of course, but we had to kind of relearn as a team how to grow these foreign strains as well um, so that we could get strains with a higher THC and strains that had that background history associated with them too. So that was more of the challenge to be able to have both at the same time and to be able to grow our knowledge in both areas as well. So it's just kind of a lot to look at at once. So that's why it took us a little bit of time to get to where we are today. Okay, awesome. And you have made mention about the, if I'm not mistaken, the JACP market. Is that what it is? All right. So what exactly is, is that market? So that would be pretty much anywhere off the island that you would like to ship to. They would ask for you to be GACP accredited. So GACP stands for Good Agricultural and Collection Practices. Um, this is achievable here for sure. Um, they used to do it with the banana industry and stuff like that. But it just means that you have certain level of cleanliness, certain level of record keeping, um, historical information, health and safety, and all that kind of stuff is um, kept for a year or over a year and if anybody came to your site uh, they could look at that list of things and check all the boxes off so mainly cleanliness documentation and having things in order okay nice and do you all operate on a seat to seal tracking system or it's a different type of system you all use? Yeah, so we use both seed to sale and like our own internal systems. Um, and that is also a requirement of the MCA. Um, so this is great because you know you can track the plant itself from seed to sale, like they say. <laughs> so it's very nice to be able to have that as proof of where everything went, how everything is going and it, it does help in terms of the GACP accreditations as well. Um, just going back into some of the challenges that you would have made mention in terms of alleviating it, is it that you all only grow outdoor strains or do you, do you all grow indoor as well? So our home farm does do indoor and outdoor. So we kind of have like a, a general graduation. So our plants, once they're big and strong and ready enough, they'll go out into the field. When they're babies or as our mother plants are a little bit more 
need a little bit more care, we keep them inside the greenhouse. And then we have something called a shade house. It's not exactly a greenhouse. It's not really outside, um, but it's a covered and open-sided area. And that's where plants can harden off and start to get used to going outside, but not directly um, put into that situation right from the start. Okay, nice. Francesca, I just want to... I know you would mostly deal with the marketing side of the business. I, and you would have made mention about reaching out to other CARICOM um, states. What is the vision for We Are Medicinal in terms of entering other CARICOM markets and even on a wider level? I thought you were going to ask me this. You know, it's, <laughs> we've got so many exciting things um, happening uh, in the next couple of months. So 2022 is going to be a really exciting year for us. I can't say much more than that, except for watch this space. <laughs> okay, well, we'll look, out, we'll look out for that. And in terms of actually looking out and keeping up with um, We Are Medicinal, apart from your website, what are, what are the social media platforms that you all realize? We are on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, yeah. Um, we are, I was just thinking, are we on Facebook? I don't think we're on Facebook yet. So you can follow us. It's at We Are Medicinal on all of those forums. Okay, great. As we wind down, I got a lot of information. I didn't know that you all were so so vast and the, the vision that you all have just in the two years as well as expanding is really admirable as well as a lot of other markets. They they don't have that that range because I've been watching at least St. Vincent and well, Jamaica has been there before, but Barbados especially, they... They don't even have in their regulations plant material. So it's strictly um, vape or capsules and um, BAMS lotions. And I understand the reason why they may want to avo- avoid the smoking material itself. But it's a part of the culture. Um, but so it's glad that you all are actually incorporating that into to your products as well. As we, as we wind down, as I said, I'd like to get some personal development and questions, non-cannabis related, so that persons could actually connect with, with you a bit more. So I'll start off with, with you, Jessica. Um, is there any particular books or a quote that has um, inspired you over the years that you use as a point of reference? I would have to say, well, this applies to cannabis, but also just life. <laughs> um, in particular the the kind of sentence or thought that every day is a growing day 365 days a year so everybody's still growing the plants are still growing you're just going through your life growing (laughs) so take that time to just use the experiences in your life use the rain the sun everything that comes your way to continue growing and to continue moving forward and kind of keep that as a positive vibe, even though it might be a hard day. You can grow from it, and tomorrow continue onwards. Wow, you almost made me share that here. Um, I actually love that quote though because I actually see myself as a tree. I always refer to myself as a tree because, as I just said, we are we are growing every day. Um, each tree is different, but and there are similarities. So, yeah, look at yourself as you're growing every day. Our next question: You're having a rough day, you just reach home, you want to relax. What is a music genre or your favorite song that you will put on um, in a time like that? Um, I love this really weird song. It's from like a kid's movie 
Well, I'm sure they made it not for a kids movie, but it's called Send Me On My Way by Rusted Roots. And the lyrics are so strange. The man sings so strange. And it just makes me laugh because of the way that he is so happily singing this song. But when I was younger, I didn't even understand what he was saying. And now, thanks to YouTube and lyrics, uh, people putting up lyric videos and stuff, I can understand it now. But um, I think it was in the movie Ice Age and it was in the movie Matilda. So, Send Me On My Way by Rusted Roots. Oh, yes. I, I actually, I know that song. I, I love that song. Yeah, it actually brings me back nostalgia. Um, Francesca, um, in terms of your own favorite book, a quote that you often refer to, is there any? There actually is a quote I always use, and I use it in my everyday life as well. And um, I always say it's not one thing, it's everything. So when we're having team meetings... I always say you without without you know great branding the product's not going to um, sell. Without great marketing, people won't be able to know where our products are. So it needs to be everything. Everyone needs to be on their A game from uh, farmers up to all of our managers. So it's just it's not one thing. It's everything. That's what I always tend to say to everyone. Anyway, yeah, actually, I can see where you do incorporate that just from. I'm having this one discussion with you. Yeah, I've been seeing that you have that that energy behind the things that you do, and I love that energy. Thank you. Um, in terms of another question, I like to ask our guests: Have you been to Saint Vincent before? I'm guessing that you have been. Of course, I'm. My dad's from Saint Vincent. Of course, I have many, many times. Love it. What is your favorite food from Saint Vincent? Oh, you got me now. Do you know what, Kelly? There is no better fish, fresher fish than I've had in St. Vincent. And I mean, you literally can see the guy catch it on the boat. He'll either prepare it in front of you or take it away to the kitchen and prepare it. It's, there's like, there's nothing like it. It's absolutely beautiful. So I'd say all of the. Okay. And my last question to both of you. What is the, the f- most favorite place that you have visited before? Jess, there's only one right answer here, isn't it? It's going to be. <laughs> St. Vincent and the Grenadines. <laughs> yeah, there's, even up on our farm, there's just, it's such a nice view. We can see Kings Hill, which is a conservation area. Um, like Ella said, we have the mango trees, and it's just such a lovely place to go up into the farmlands. The air feels so fresh and nice and clean, and you can even see the ocean from here. So it's just, it's got everything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one day, well, hopefully next year I'm able to visit once um, the good Lord allows it. Um, as I, was, I was telling Jessica that my mother's side is actually from St. Vincent, so I guess all of us have connections to St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is great. Well, we look forward to hosting you when you um, decide to come over. Thank you, thank you. I greatly appreciate and anticipate that experience. And even when our industry is fully up and running, which I hope is very soon, that you all would bring your brand across here to our country as well to share the fantastic products and experience that you all have been having in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yeah? Absolutely. We're on our way. All right. So as we close, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Check us out. Go visit our website um, and, and visit our Instagram page. There's lots of exciting things happening. We're always doing fun giveaways as well. We've just got our new merchandise, the uh, grinders and rolling trays, and we're always doing giveaways. So 
spread the word and get involved. And you, Jessica? Um, just, yeah, check us out. Um, look into your own, your own community. Um, cannabis is a way forward. Um, so the more we can all like agree on that and continue to keep our minds open and keep things progressing, I think, um, it'll be better for everyone. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank both of you again for taking the time out of your busy schedules to actually have this interview with us. I know that our listeners will greatly appreciate um, hearing these things and even my friends um, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines would reach out to you all for, for some of the products as I know they are, they are cannabis enthusiasts such as myself. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, give thanks for listening to another episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Be sure to like, share and follow to stay up to date with all the development and behind the scenes happening across the Caribbean cannabis community. Until next time, remember to meditate and educate.